Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. We're also an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my other co-host, Alex. You always do this when I least expect it. You switch it up on me like this. <laughs> gotta mix it up. We gotta keep each other on our toes. You know, we gotta keep the pace going with us missing a little week here i know i'm trying to remember everything that we watched for these two episodes so austin was a smart one here our other co-host austin is here to join us with us and he was the smart one and re-watched the episodes right before the podcast for a little refresher well they were more on in the background than anything else more so than usual i mean austin you're like the king of preparedness and planning ahead i am the opposite of the king of preparedness i am the fool (laughs) of preparedness oh my yeah says the guy who plans out the format for the next year says the guy who has the editing austin you're full baloney i don't okay okay i've been called out i've been called out (laughs) austin's being very humble today this is why we actually have we record weeks out so in case we skip a sunday like we did this past sunday we are fine it's fine in the audio feed you didn't know we skipped a week, did you? Ha ha! Yeah, you never knew, unless I had to bring it up, though, because I had to bring up I had to bring up Austin's dedication here. Credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Well, with us all introduced, I feel we can move into our week talk segment. That's W-W-E-A-K, talk, and I call it week talk. We say it that way because usually we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> But uh, maybe this week we, maybe this week we do because it's been two weeks. So hey, maybe we did some festivities over the break. And I'm gonna throw it over to Austin here, and he's gonna start us off. Uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> there we go. Yep. All right. <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> Come on, you had to do something. I really didn't. What did I do? There has to be something. Play any video games or go down to your local Jiffy Mart. No. Did I play? No, I didn't play any video games. To go to the Dollar Tree for fun? No, I did not go to Dollar Tree. Oh, Austin, I know something you did. Okay. You put up Halloween decorations and got into the festive Halloween spooky season spirit. That's true. There is fake blood on my windows. There's a silhouette of a spooky man in a different window. There's a cute little pumpkin metal thing and some pumpkin-y candles and some ghost candles and all kinds of candles. What does a ghost candle look like? Should I go get it? They're little, so they're the long candles with, they're black, and they have little ghosts that are wrapped around them, and they're super cute. And there's also a candle that's in the shape of a skull. Ooh. Burns, when it burns, it turns red, so that's... Except the wick went out literally years ago. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have a skull candle that's from an actual skull that's got wax in it. Ew. I don't believe that. Well, it's an actual skull, and then the wax inside of it's red, so as it melts... The wax comes through the eyeballs. And yeah, that's exactly what I have. And it looks... Oh, okay. You made it sound like you had a human skull. I do. <laughs> Filled with wax and when it burns... Well, I put the wax in myself. Oh, God, I have a horrible story, but I'm going to save it. This is exactly when you have to share your stories. This isn't my story. This is a story I saw from screenshots of 4chan, uh, where allegedly oh, a person God. stole a skull from Catacombs of Paris. Is that recently? No, it was years ago. Okay. Allegedly, according to this 4chan post, 
They snuck out a skull, put it in their suitcase, brought it home to whatever country they're from. Then someone unfortunately said, put your penis in it. And so they took a picture of their penis in it. Oh, God, where'd they put it? I think through the neck hole. That's horrible. Should I cut that out? Spooky Halloween! Ooh! <laughs> I want that decoration. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> Could you imagine you live a whole life, you die, and you end up as a skull preserved in this historical mausoleum site, and then some dillweed comes and steals your head and defiles your neck hole. I don't know. I feel that's just awful. Okay, so we know what not to do with Alex's body. First of all, I'm not going to be buried. I'm going to be cremated, so there is no skull left. Mm. You got it planned out? I'm not being buried in a deep, dark hole underground for all eternity. No thanks. I'm already claustrophobic in real life. I don't need to be buried in the ground after. I don't think you're going to care at that point. You don't know, and nobody knows, and nobody knows, so... You're also doing the responsible thing, too, because if there's that zombie thing that keeps talking about happening... Yeah, I won't be able to come back. Yeah, you won't be a zombie. Yeah, you'll just be up there. I'll be ash on the wind, so... This is like a PSA. Get get cremated in case you come back. Also, I read a thing the other day about how the cemeteries are getting full, and eventually they'll have to recycle and put bodies on top of bodies or dig up, up the old bodies. And just, oh, no, 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 no. That's a that's a real problem in New Orleans because you know the every grave is above ground there, mm-hmm. so you're very limited on the amount of space that's there. And also, you know, like if there's a flood that happens, like it pretty much does a lot, you could get swept away in the flood, and your chances of being found are also limited too. So yeah, that's a pass. Happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> yeah, Happy Halloween. <laughs> This episode is going live on October 23rd, 2021. Ooh, oh, so just in time for the spooky season. I want my body to be frozen. Okay, Walt Disney. <laughs> we talked about that before on here. Just save yeah, now we head. have. Just save the head. <laughs> yeah, unless the company goes bankrupt, you'll be all right. But you don't have to put me in like, one of those cryogenic chambers. You can just keep me in the freezer. It's fine. Like whole body? Everything? Nah, you just keep my head. It's fine. Just the head? Okay. Like Jeffrey Dahmer style. <laughs> Jeez, so mighty. All right, Alex, have you done anything? <laughs> episode. <laughs> Let's go really, really dark here, Alex. What did you do this week? I'm trying to think, and now my mind's a blank talking about all this. Um, surely we did something interesting because it's been two weeks, like you said, but maybe I'm just that boring. I don't know. I know something you did. What? Ooh, what'd I do? You went to go see Venom Let There Be Carnage. Right! Oh my god, that is a good point. That was the... Okay, so the other day, Austin and I went to go... To the movie theater. Well, this was the first time for me. Austin, I think, has seen a movie or two during the pandemic. But for me, this was the first time back to the theater since the beginning of all this. So over a year. And we went to go see the Venom movie. And it was pretty decent, I guess. It was okay for what it was. I wasn't expecting it to be awesome, but it wasn't terrible. What, we, what you didn't say was, even though we had assigned seating, we migrated throughout the theater because we had to make sure we weren't sitting close to anyone. And it didn't work out. Well... It was much, so we went during a weeknight, which I wrongly, I guess, assume that it would be less crowded than it was, but this is a major metropolitan area, there's people all the time everywhere, so whatever, that was stupid on my part, but they made us pick seats, which I wasn't expecting, so we picked seats we thought were going to be in the corner, away from everyone, that didn't happen, people just kept streaming in, even after the movie had started, which I was like, why, what is the point, either be on time or don't go to the movie. Whatever, that's my personal opinion. We had to seat hop like three times because all these... The theater was full of teenagers. Sorry, teenagers, but you're kind of annoying. Um, 
Leave us five stars, teenagers. Yeah. Yes, teenagers, we love you. Well, maybe don't be annoying and sit right down in front of people and talk during the whole movie and loudly chew on your <laughs> popcorn. I don't know. None of that happened. What? None of that happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> when? You didn't see the... There was a group of teenagers right next to us that were eating and rustling their papers the whole time. No, I was so engrossed in the movie. <laughs> Well, if, I wish I could disengage like you, but I can't. I was hyper aware of everything going on around me. But anyway, we ended up in this other corner of the theater and nobody sat over there. So it ended up okay at the end. But I think I had my expectations were too high. <laughs> what is happening? Ooh. I opened Pokemon Go for the first time in months and te- Jesse and James are attacking me. And they're doing yeah. the motto. Aw. Oh, wow. I'm glad you can play it. I'm glad you get to have fun with that. Yeah, how's, how's your weeks, week, weeks going? Yeah, speaking of trouble. So I went to this golden meadow with nothing but beautiful flowers everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> trying to brighten up, brighten up the mood a little bit from the horror earlier. Zombies rose from the ground. But they only picked the sunflowers, though. They didn't attack anybody. It was crazy. Uh, I went to I went hiking over this two-week break. That was actually really nice. I went to a local trail... Got some cool pictures of overlooking the city and stuff like that. Mm. And went to I went to a local football game for the first time in I guess since the pandemic because uh, you know didn't want to venture out too far into that. But that was actually really fun. And we there were teenagers there and yeah they were annoying. I, so I can sort of relate to that. But some of them were actually okay. But you know how like those high school football games can be. But it was it was pretty fun. What else did we do? I think I've just been watching football. Basically, with the football season being here. I know you two love football. Yesterday, Alex asked me, is it football season currently? (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, this is hilarious, I'm sure. But I'm not a football person. I don't follow football. Eh, It's okay, whatever. So I don't really keep track of, hey, it's football season. It's inescapable. It is, yeah. Everywhere. It is everywhere. Especially with, uh, it's even like worse this year, I feel like. Because last year, you know, they, they limited the stadium capacity. And all that stuff. And then this year, it's basically, we're just going full tilt. Like, hey, you know, like there was 109,000 people, I think, at the Texas A&M versus Alabama game yesterday. And it was just like huge packed. I was like, whoa. I mean, compared to last year when they only let like 40,000 people in or something like that. I was like, whoa. And it actually kind of feels like football is back. As compared to last year, it was like, you know, toned down. Well, we all know the almighty dollar is more important than public health. That's that sad, but also true. I think some places are like saying to go, you have to do a negative test or provide like vaccination status. But I don't know how far that extends to. So crazy to see this, you know, going back from last year to this year. Yeah, the lo- Like the local football game I went to, too, that was that was packed, too. As last year, I think they limited seating to, gosh, like half the amount of seats that they actually have there. So I think everyone's just kind of like going back out and you can wear masks and stuff too which is good so did you go to my high school yeah yeah i did it was that game yeah with the benefit of like where we work at is we get them for free so it was like why not just venture into yeah and it was a big rivalry game and nothing else to do so it's like hey we try to catch a a game or two a year cheer on the the local team here so yeah that was basically my weeks sounds like a very exciting time yeah it was it was wait what 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 are you actually? Can you actually hear me? Because my mic is cutting in and out a lot. Sorry, I'm just battling James. Oh, you're battling James. Are you winning at least? Yeah, that's good. He despises twerps. He despises. Did you know that twerp has a capital T when Team Rocket says it? I didn't know that. Would it be considered a proper noun? Yes. Huh. 
I'm just going spitballing here. I assume because you're talking about people like dad, you know, or mom or grandpa or twerp. It's one of of those exceptions. Twerpet. The twerpets. Sounds like an acapella group. I think twerpet sounds more like a 60s wall of sound band. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, you guys ready to start the episodes? Or does anyone else have anything else to say about their weeks? I'm ready. Ready? Okay. Austin? I'm not just ready. I'm ready, Freddy. Alright, ready, Freddy? Let's do this. Uh, we'll... <laughs> uh, let me see. I got the random... We're a bit out of practice. Yeah, out of practice. Sorry, I was yeah. trying to think of some sort of, like, Scooby-Doo joke or something, but it didn't work, so... ruh row we'll split up, gang. Let's <laughs> split up, gang, to Rut-row. solve this killer. Ruh-roh-raggy. Uh, Alright, so for the episodes, we're still doing the change of format where the first name on the randomizer, the bat person's in charge of the 30-second summary challenges, and then the second name takes the first episode discussion, and then the last name takes the second episode discussion. And uh, randomizer has spoken, and I will be the 30-second summary challenge taker, and then Austin, you have, or Alex actually has the mysterious... Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden, and then Austin, you have the case of the canine caper. Alex, Alex, yes. would you like to swap? Would you like to do the canine caper? Wait, what's happening? Am I doing a, th- a 30 second summary <laughs> challenge? <laughs> no, <laughs> no <laughs> I've got the 30 second summary <clears throat> challenge. You're doing Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden. Oh, to talk about. Oh, okay. yes, yes. And then Austin has the case of the canine caper. Um, yeah, okay, we can switch. <laughs> do you want to switch? <laughs> Fuck you, randomizer. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, Destiny. So you guys are swapping? Sure, why not? All right. That's our once-a-season once a objection Yes. To the randomizer. I don't think we've ever gone against the randomizer before, so I'll allow it. Yeah. Well, I say this because, Alex, you really made it out like you really want to talk about this Growlithe episode. Well, either one. Actually, I, I wrote down some pretty good points for either one, so it doesn't matter, but... You know how I feel about Officer Jenny. Well, we all feel this way, I think, a little bit. But I can't even... You know what? I'm going to save it all. I'm going to save it all because... Okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh, what an episode. Okay. All right. Should the episode title for this podcast be Officer Jenny episode? <laughs> no explanation, just Officer just that. Jenny That could episode. almost be every episode. I mean, with... Oh, okay. You know? But this was... This wasn't your normal, everyday Officer Jenny episode. This was... Advance. You're advanced. Officer Jenny. <laughs> yep, I love the reference. Welcome to Out of the Pineapple, a SpongeBob SquarePants podcast. Out of the rock bottom. Oh, I love it. Oh, God. All right. Okay. But uh, before we get to the Jenny episode, we do have to get through Bulbasaur's Mysterious Garden. Tell me when. And just whenever. Give me the... Go ahead. Three, two, one. 
Go. All right, so Ash fights Paul Bunyan and the Rye Horn, and then um, <laughs> and then so Ash actually wins. Bulbasaur wins, but during the night, Bulbasaur finds these like northern light things and follows them to a mysterious garden. And Ash and the Trips follow them there, and they see all and like a Venusaur come out with all these Ivasaurs, and they're all evolving. And but Bulbasaur refuses to evolve, and that's what I basically remember about that episode. So let's go ahead and get into discussion with the. Uh, I'll <laughs> kicking this one off. All right. Okay, time, I guess. <laughs> that was more or less the episode, really. I forgot, I forgot what Team Rocket does. In my head, I think I mixed up the two episodes because I was like, did they come in with a vacuum or did they throw Voltorbs again? Uh, I'm at a loss here. They came in with a vacuum again. Okay, 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 good. I didn't really pay much attention to them this episode. I didn't, yeah, I was more focused on the, like, garden northern light thing that was very odd to me so i have a question just before we dive into this episode so i watched the episode i don't know where you guys stream your episodes but i watched it through pokemon tv on the official pokemon website and the episode had something kind of weird that none of the others have had so far and it was brock saying we'll be back after these messages and then immediately cutting back in with and now back to the show you just wait when you just got was this happened after the theme song. No, it was before. No, no, it was after. You're right. They've done that for every single episode I've watched. I've seen. Really? That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. OK. What about you, Austin? I'm watching it on Netflix and that it does not have no. that. And it also Netflix also doesn't have the who's that Pokemon. It doesn't. Oh, dang. No, nope. really? Huh. Well, I figured it had something to do with the platform and just how they edited the episode or if they ripped it straight from like. Obviously, this one came straight from the TV because it had the, we'll be back with these messages. And I was like, what? It was so weird. So I didn't know if that happened to you guys. Does y'all include the Pokerap? Yes, um, mine does. No. Netflix does. I don't think so. I can't believe they don't do Who's That Pokemon, though. That's my favorite part. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, Who's That Pokemon is your favorite part? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's fun to guess. Sometimes you're you right. You feel smart every time. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> It's a Jigglypuff seen from above. That's right. So who was the Pokemon for the Who's That Pokemon this time? I think it was Bulbasaur, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Or was it Venusaur? It was one of the swords. I think it was Venusaur, but I could be wrong. Could be Mewtwo. You remember that one time it was Mewtwo and Mewtwo said, prepare to battle. No, what? <laughs> I swear to God that happened. What episode was that? Somewhere in Johto, I think. Oh, wait oh till we gosh. get there. Wow. I'll have to make a note. All right, I'll get us started. Yes. Today we start out with Ash battling Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Except I <laughs> object right. to this being Paul Bunyan because this guy is like not even like normal height. He's like slightly shorter. It looks like. Are you serious? He was huge. Well, Austin, oh, was he? This is their version of Paul Bunyan. Remember the lack of food and stuff like that. So he's not get he's not getting the nutrition to grow that tall yet. So plus, Alex says this guy was huge. First of all, I'm okay. Since we're talking about heights and everything. Rhyhorn, like the way they had it, like they were cutting the angles of like the battle. Rhyhorn looked to be this huge, monstrous Pokemon. Then when they panned away, when the guy ran up to it, it was tiny. That's what it they did. It was so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's actually tiny. It's like a size of a large dog. It was like a pocket poodle or something like that. They made it look. <laughs> I know, but then they had a shot of Ash talking to Paul Bunyan, and he seemed like he was seven hundred feet tall so maybe Rhyhorn was normal and that guy was just a massive giant so i don't know why do i remember this guy being like five two he was huge he was huge okay i was not paying attention 
<laughs> he had his blue ox in the background too. Did you yeah, that? And his, exactly. And his hatchet was there. Then that guy doing the railroad tracks was right behind him. I mean, honestly, is this a it, okay? I know you're joking about Paul Bunyan, but you just said blue ox, and Rhyhorn's pretty much as close as a blue ox as we can get. So is that like a reference or something? It's Paul Bunyan. It's it's canon. We've got it. So after defeating the statue, <laughs> come to life. <laughs> Bulbasaur's bulb starts to glow, and we all freak out. We have to take Bulbasaur to the Pokemon Center, in which Nurse Joy says, well, I can't guarantee Bulbasaur will be fine, but I'll take a look at it. By the way, Bulbasaur also has a giant welt on its forehead for distinguishing purposes, because we next see it with a bandage on. But before that, Misty and Togepi spot some flowering blooms. Mysterious. Yes, Alex? I have a question. So, the evolution thing, I kind of, this is sort of like Pokeball mechanics, like evolution mechanics. In all the other times we've seen Pokemon evolve, it's pretty much instantaneous, right? They battle, they evolve, they glow, and then they shapeshift. This Bulbasaur ritual thing that's going on, why does it take so long? Like, Bulbasaur's bulb starts glowing, and it literally takes a whole other 24 hours for it to like get to the point where it's going to evolve. It has to go through like a ritual, which we'll get to. But I thought it was interesting. It's got to get those spores. We needed a weird Bulbasaur episode. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like this. I guess I prefer it, to be to be honest, because it seems more natural. The whole night-blooming flower thing that you were talking about. Like, flowers only bloom at a certain point. Well, some do. So the fact that it goes to a certain area at a certain time of day, which... I have some thoughts about that, but we'll get there. All right, let's get there. That was interesting. (laughs) Nurse Joy reveals that Bulbasaur is going to evolve, at which point we get into the legend of the Bulbasaur's mysterious garden, where once a year, and it's always at a different time of year, (laughs) there's a magical garden that appears in in the woods, and all the Bulbasaurs go, and they evolve into Ivysaurs, but no one's ever seen it. Even though there's a trail that leads directly to it, you know. Even though there's magical sparkling pollen that leads directly to it and the sky turns pink. I have so many questions about this. Oh, yes? What's your first question? Let's break it down. Well, it's not really so much of a question, I guess, as an observation. But do you guys have any thoughts? Because I feel like I'm going to go into this for a minute. I can answer every single question you've got. Are you the expert? We'll do the Q&A right here. Yes. So, Austin... Nurse Joy. What? <laughs> what? Why are you asking me? Well, you just said that she goes into this whole spiel of the legend of the Bulbasaurs. And that they, that it's a certain time of year. And nobody... So she says, no one knows why they choose that time. It's different every year. So then it's not a certain time of year, Nurse Joy. And then she says it has something to do with the alignment of the planets and the phases of the moon. This is like the retrograde Mercury nurse joy. Yeah. She's like looking up in her horoscopes and shit today. She talked to uh, what's his name, Ron uh, Ron Hubbard or something like that before this. Seymour. The Seymour, side. yeah. Her and Seymour are like collaborating <laughs> on this theory here. It's just made up garbage. I also wanted to know how they seemingly come from all over the world. Do they what? Do they charter a small aircraft? Do they take a sailboat? How do they get here? <laughs> I'm assuming these are only the Bulbasaurs that are within walking distance. She said all over the world, okay? I'm just going by what she said. I think this. she just made up some old wives' tale or something like that. They know where all this stuff's at. She's just trying to impress the twerps. 
Okay, so Nurse Joy was lying. <laughs> yeah. And this phenomenon happens literally every single night in Bulbasaur. That's it. Yep. I <laughs> live so. in the area. Come by. <laughs> it's like a pilgrimage for them. It's like their religious pilgrimage. You got to make it to this place, you know. That's how I feel anyway. I don't even know what to say about that being blasphemous. <laughs> so everyone goes to sleep. Ash is really excited for his Bulbasaur to evolve. Bulbasaur, am I correct? He wanders out the Pokemon Center. Yeah. Yes. For some reason, the twerps are sleeping with the door wide open. Got that draft. Pikachu sees Bulbasaur leaving and he goes after him. They have a very scintillating conversation uh, that was very illuminating on their inner psychologies and Bulbasaur's thoughts on evolution and what it means for growth and maturity, uh, as well as Bulbasaur's thoughts on conformity. (laughs) (laughs) Joining the line. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Did yours have subtitles? For that conversation? <laughs> yeah, and all the subtitles. You've got subtitled for the Pikachu bubble no. conversation? <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. no, kidding. Okay, I was about to say, what the hell? I missed out on a lot here. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, okay, I thought you were actually talking serious. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to see that conversation. Well, when I, you watch it on Netflix, every single line the Pokemon say is subtitled. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh my gosh, we need, yeah. That reminds me of the clip I was watching the other day of the Hoopa movie and Reggie Gigas fighting... And they subtitled Reggie Gigas's like <laughs> sounds that it was making, and it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. I oh my I suggest God. everybody go and watch that video with the subtitles on at least once in their life because it's absurd. Well, give us uh, an impersonation. What did it sound like? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Oh 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 no! Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I'm gonna subtitle that too. <laughs> oh poor thing oh my god it hurts my heart every single time i watch it it's suffering and then it gets sucked into a wormhole poor thing should we go ahead and skip to the hoopa movie yeah forget all these other episodes let's just go straight to that movie. we'll do the whole ep- we'll do the whole episode like that and then we'll just subtitle it out we'll live stream it and subtitle out what we're saying underneath it. full disclosure i think the hoopa movie might be my favorite of all the pokemon movies so. whoa Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. That's a hot take. I'm not including the Entei movie because that one is like the default king of all the movies and it doesn't count. You can't say that one. So second to that one, probably. It's certainly not the Volcanion movie. That's the worst one. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Hmm. Should we just do the movies? Yeah, that's what we should do. We should just do the movies. <laughs> Too many episodes. We're going to do the that's movies. That's like a full podcast yeah. in of itself. Yeah. I feel like they had a whole lot of potential with the whole, like, Ash being stuck to it kind of thing. And they could have had wacky misadventures, but they ruined it, so. And then Magirna was there, and who cares about Magirna? Alright, I'm, I'm bringing us in. Okay, I'm bringing I'm us into Bulbasaur. I, I'll go off on a tangent. I am a pack of Bulbasaurs, and I'm using my vine whips to grab you guys and pull us back to the present day. And kidnap oh. us into the mysterious garden. Oh, you have vines? Yeah, I do have vines. What, are you a plant or an animal? Well, we're going to discuss that later, aren't we? <laughs> so all these random Bulbasaurs come by and they kidnap our Bulbasaur. Did they smack Pikachu around? I wasn't really watching. I think so. We'll just say they did. Sure. Pikachu goes and he gathers the, the troops. And I believe he does for the first time his impression of another Pokemon. Yay! Because yeah, he him. becomes a Bulbasaur. And Ash immediately understands that he's talking about Bulbasaur. That was great. He was mm. like... Pikachu's like Bulbasaur or whatever and then Ash is like oh my god Bulbasaur's in trouble and then he runs out I'm like how would you know that but okay they got that connection man that connection 
I mean, it's canonical. Pikachu is actually doing those impersonations, like, in in the world of the cartoon. <laughs> That's his secret talent. He changes his voice, too. Mm-hmm. They run after Bulbasaur. As we mentioned previously, there's sparkling pollen dust leading directly to the mysterious garden, so I don't know how they could possibly miss it. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is doing the same thing, but they get attacked by vines, and they get blasted off again. Which, Alex, do you have questions about this? Do I have questions about Team Rocket blasting off again? About the vines that whip them away? Yeah. The barricade? I just want to know how is this whole forest, like, alive, and all the vines start coming out of nowhere, and have some sort of sentience, and they just make a wall? I don't know. Is it supposed to be that, not to jump too far, like, the Venusaur, the main one, is controlling these, and, like, he's so connected with what's going on with the forest that he can feel their presence is that what they were trying to go for here like some guardian thing i guess this was like king venusaur yeah they do have the power to manipulate the plants which later they say and i think at some mm. point they're like don't you want to evolve bulbasaur so you can have the ability to manipulate plants and all this and i don't know so it wasn't the forest wasn't coming to life it was the venusaurs were manipulating it yeah, possibly, I but I don't know. It's kind of magical, enchanted forest, sparkly pollen everywhere. I don't know. It could be a mysterious, magical, enchanted garden forest. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the twerps are stopped by the vine barricade, but they luckily manage to jump through it without being killed. Brock manages to say something useful, somewhat, and he says, "I I see now why no one's ever seen the mysterious garden before." Implying that there's a trail of dead bodies wherever the mysterious garden goes. <laughs> That's how it grows so quick. It's got all that fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Spooky. They happen upon this ritualistic cult gathering again, which there seems to be a lot of these. There was the Clefairy <laughs> cult thing. There was the Pikachu chanting at the moon. And now there's Bulbasaurs who are also chanting at the moon slash this giant tree. From which emerges the Venusaur. Yes. There's all these planets are aligned, too. Remember that. So the planets aligned is causing this, theoretically. Sure. Well, because that means the Clefairies are going crazy, too, over there. So we've got, like, all these uh, cults gathering on this particular day. Well, I think the Venusaur saw that Venus was directly above and conjured <laughs> up this scenario. So, wait, that's not a reference to a Venus flytrap? And huh. instead, a reference to the planet. So, anyway, okay. the Bulbasaurs all start <laughs> chanting. They go, Sarrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
except for our Bulbasaur, who resists it. And he looks to be in pain as he does so. He pressed B. Yeah, he held down B. And then I forget what happens. What did happen after that? Is that when the Ashen friends run out and say, you can't bully my Bulbasaur like that? Yeah, Venusaur well, approaches yes. him. Approaches the Bulbasaur. Oh. Yeah, and was like, hey, why aren't you conforming? Yes, he was going to slap Bulbasaur. Yeah, put him in his but place. But Ash jumped in the way. So it should have murdered Ash, but I guess not. <laughs> it smashes him on the like neck or whatever. Then Team Rocket attacks, as they do. They attack from above with hot air balloon, which means that this whole security system for the Mysterious Garden has a large, glaringly obvious <laughs> hole in it. <laughs> and that hole is the sky. Yep. Uh, Team Rocket does their usual suck things up with a vacuum plan, which I'm getting really sick of at this point, and will continue to be sick of. Somehow the vacuum picks up all the Ivysaurs, and it starts to pick up Venusaur, but the Twerps and Bulbasaur are okay. <laughs> Bulbasaur reveals that he has the power of solar beam yes. and he shoots out a really cool looking solar beam that attacks the balloon and all the Ivysaurs and Venusaur fall to the ground without breaking their legs. I like the part where he's doing the solar beam and his voice just keeps getting higher and higher and higher and higher pitched when he's doing it. Do you want to do an impression of that, Alex? I, I just kind of sort of did. <laughs> Very well done. And it was cute and I was like, oh, okay. I was hoping those spores would have came more into play when they are sucking up the ivy swords with the with the vacuum. Maybe some spores get caught in there and clog it up and cause some mischief, but... It was causing James to have some allergies. Yes, it was. He said snifflies. I relate to that. Yes. He might get my MVP because of that alone. Yes, right, because he's, so rela- he's such a relatable character with his allergies. Yep. All of the ivy swords and Venusaur now accept Bulbasaur for his decision not to evolve, I guess... Ash apologizes to Bulbasaur for not even considering Bulbasaur's feelings on evolution, which is something that we've never even considered or mentioned before, but okay. Why does Bulbasaur not want to evolve? Who knows? Only the Netflix subtitles can tell us. No, no, they they explain it. They explain it. That's not true. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, well, I was not paying attention, so y'all do it. So Bulbasaur saw how Charmeleon evolved and how he evolved into Charizard and how he became sort of crazy and manic and all this stuff, and Bulbasaur seeing that was very reluctant to evolve because he didn't want to become the monster that his friend Charizard had become. Alex appears to doubt that theory. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you you said we haven't seen the whole like evolution debate thing, but that was the whole thing with Pikachu. Ash respected You're that, right. and he was like, oh, Pikachu, you don't want to evolve? Okay, we won't do that. Totally right. So it's not the first time. I think he was just... I think Ash's problem is he didn't necessarily considered his other pokemon's feelings beyond pikachu but this helped him realize that his other pokemon also have feelings except for pidgeotto pidgeotto doesn't have feelings and squirtle we haven't seen it in a long time either is it me or does season one not give the pokemon focus like it should that was just thinking that too i was like the more we talk about that and we bring it up almost every episode we don't really the show is called pokemon but we don't get if we don't get anything Pokemon. on the Pokemon. Yeah. They don't show up very often, do they? <laughs> they don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the one we see every episode is a given, right? We just don't, you know, Pokemon appearing out of everywhere, like Lickitung and all this stuff. We don't get any, we don't see the Pokemon. I don't know. They're not characters yet. Yeah. They don't, yeah. That's a great, great way of putting it. Anyway, I guess the episode ends because I don't remember what happened after that. I think it pretty much ends like they're like, oh, you know, we learned a lesson in magical, mysterious forest. Isn't this great? We saw something no one ever saw before. Good for them. they're the chosen ones. They're the chosen ones. Like I said, I think this is all just 
a dumb tale. I think everyone's seen this. She's just trying to impress the kids with her story. Nurse Joy is. It's just like, oh, look at this. You found something special. But what? that's just my theory on it. Any other theories or <laughs> observations before we move on to our LVP stuff? Um, this episode has a sequel. It does. When's that? Pokemon Journeys. Oh. The Ivysaurs evolve into Venusaurs. Ooh. Did we get there yet? Have we watched that or not yet? Yeah, it was one of the first ones. Oh, shit, I don't remember. <laughs> that tells you how memorable it was. I haven't seen any Journeys yet, so I'm saving that actually for this podcast. For this? Yeah, save for the podcast to go through it. Okay, well, you're going to be saving it for some decades to come. Oh, I know, yeah. I figured we'd get to it around 2027, so... That's a very... That's optimistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just... I mean, I'm trying to bring some optimism. All right. Well, when we get to Joe Tell, we'll start doing five episodes in a week. <laughs> That's right. We'll just pound them, pound them through them. All right. Here we go. We saw Pikachu. That's the only Pokemon we saw. Do it that way. <laughs> All right. Let's, so let's move on to our LVP and MVP and our quotes for the episode. We list our least viable player and our most viable player. And the trick is we can only use one person or Pokemon once. And we have the quotes or we say the quotes that had the most impact on us for that episode. And I have the randomizer right here. Can't, okay. It's Alex, me, and then Austin. Ooh, I have the pick of the, the whole crop here of stuff to say. Let's see. Pick of the litter. I think I'm going to, I'll start with the quote. And Austin, you kind of started talking about this, but we didn't really get into it. But Brock and his usefulness. I actually, I thought Brock had some good stuff to say this episode. He was dropping some some deep philosophical wisdom on us at that one part where they get to the garden and he says something like for a long time people have disagreed on whether Bulbasaur is an animal type Pokemon or a plant type if either plants or animals disappeared from the planet life couldn't go on maybe the Bulbasaurs are a sign that all life on earth is connected and I was like dang Brock get my tissues out real quick I know I got a little misty eyed I was like oh <laughs> misty eyed yeah <laughs> So yeah, I appreciated Brock in this episode. He was very spoken like a true Pokemon breeder, I guess. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give my MVP to Brock for that too. I think he had some little gems of wisdom. So which is kind of a departure from his earlier the earlier episodes where he's kind of been either useless or actively contributing to the problem. So <laughs> I appreciate Brock for not being completely terrible this episode. LVP, I'm going to give it to the Bulbasaur gang that kidnaps our Bulbasaur. How did they even know he was there? And then how could they assume to just take him against his will and force him to evolve? I don't understand. The Venusaur felt them. Felt him. Maybe. I just didn't appreciate that. I'm like, just keep your business to yourself. And I think everybody should kind of learn that lesson. Just mind your own business. So were all these Bulbasaurs wild Bulbasaurs, and Ash's Bulbasaur was the only one that was domesticated? Presumably. Yeah, I think that's the idea here. But why would they take him? I guess, I don't know. Ritual. Ritual. Exactly. <laughs> Conformity. You cannot be different. <laughs> that's why they're awful. That's why they got LVP. Did you do your quote yet, Alex, or should I? I did. I talked oh, about oh, yeah. the I'm Brock sorry. quote. <sighs> Thanks, sorry. Something was outside the window. I got distracted. <laughs> was it a Bulbasaur? I looked at a Bulbasaur. There's these magic spores flying over here. And I don't know what the hell's going on. Okay, so I got my quote here. I'm gonna start with that first. And this further, to me, furthermore proves that this was Paul Bunyan. When after the battle, you know, Ash wins, of course, and then Paul Bunyan comes up and he goes, "Hey, you sure, you sure chopped me down to size, kid?" So, hey, I mean, come on. Did he say that? Yeah. I don't even remember yep. him saying that? <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> okay. And. 
I forgot about the mountain guy, actually. We talked this whole time about the Bulbasaur, so I completely forgot. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and I'll mix it up a little bit here. I had Team Rocket as my LVP, but Austin brought up a good point earlier, so I'm going to move them actually to my MVP for exposing a major flaw in the ritual that the Venusaur was trying to conduct and the fact that they're not <laughs> they're not covered through the air. Oh, so God. I think the next rit- rit- ritual, uh, we will see Venusaur have some kind of canopy above there to protect them. So good job, Team Rocket, exposing the major flaw in their ceremony. And then I'm going to give... I'm actually going to give the LVP to the Venusaur for mm. trying to force all these Ivasaurs to evolve and going up to our our Bulbasaur that we know and love and trying to make him go along with the crowd. So he is my LVP. And that's it for me. All right, that leaves me. I am going to go with my quote first as well. And it's when Misty responds to Team Rocket arriving by Hot Air Balloon. And she says, here we go again, which I related to deeply. My MVP will be, I mean, I guess I'll just give it to Bulbasaur. It was his episode. So he gets MVP. Yay! Because he's cute. You know what? I'm surprised that nobody mentioned the quote from Meowth at the end. <laughs> Which one? And I feel like it needs an honorable mention. So they, so Team Rocket, when they show up at the end, well, Ash, first of all, he's like, now we have to prepare for trouble. So Team Rocket does the motto and the Meowth jumps in. He says, stop wasting time. Start the machine up their giant vacuum machine. And Jesse says, we need the motto. And James says, our fans have come to expect it. The huge, the huge following that they have. They do have fans. They know. Oh, yeah. Popular. Got one right here. I'm kind of surprised nobody called that out, so. Well, someone did. Their name was Alex. I had to. It was too good not to. (laughs) My LVP will be Nurse Joy for making up a lie about the mysterious (laughs) garden. There you go. (laughs) She, She creates this folklore that doesn't exist, and she causes these twerps to think they found a mysterious discovery that actually is very mundane. Is it mundane? I don't know. It's just so dumb. There's some. There's something that leads directly to it. Unless they're like somehow the only people <laughs> able to see this. It's just ridiculous. For the record, I don't actually believe that, but I need an LVP, so Nurse Joy takes the fall for me. <laughs> Sorry, Joy. <laughs> well, she did make up some BS about like them coming from all over the world, and it's a certain time of year, but actually not really, because it's just whenever. And like she didn't know what she was talking out of her ass. She didn't know what she was saying. She, and they bring Bulbasaur there, too, another thing Nurse Joy did. And she goes, oh, I don't know if I can help it. And then she goes back, and two seconds later, she's like, oh, it's ready to evolve. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to give LBP to Joy for that. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. You're justified. <laughs> Joy had her flaws. Oh, my God. Okay. Any more observations? Are we ready to move on to the next episode? Oh, boy. I think we're ready. All right. We're ready, ready. We are going to be talking about the case of the canine caper. And we'll start off with... Uh, 30 seconds summary challenge which looks like <laughs> good luck Jacob good oh, luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank all you alright 3 oh, 2 1 go alright so I'm gonna start a little bit later on I think uh, Pikachu enrolls in some Growlithe training program that Jenny set up and Pikachu can't really handle the course cause he's not in shape like the Growlithe are but the Team Rocket swoops in with some helium gas and changes everyone's voice they change their voice to Jenny's voice who the Growlithe are used to hearing to command the Growlithe but they almost get away with it too but the Growlithe remember that Jenny's actually their actual trainer, and they turn on Team Rocket and chase him off because they love their beloved Jenny, who's done nothing wrong ever. The end. Time. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. 
I was going to do a, a gag for that right there. I, was, I actually have some helium behind me, and I was going to puff it up oh real quick God. and do the 30-second challenge. It's helium. Jacob, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? If you <laughs> really do that did. right now. <laughs> I don't have any helium. God, Damn. missed opportunity. All right, we can talk about this. So, yeah, you kind of jumped in a little bit ahead, but let's back up to the beginning where the twerps are moseying innocently through the woods, as they do all the time. And when they suddenly hear Officer Jenny cry out, stop, thief, and they think, Ash assumes immediately that it's Team Rocket, because they're apparently the only thieves in the world. In all fairness, he has seen Team Rocket every single day That's since true. he started yeah, this yeah. shit. He has, the, he has the right to assume, though, that it is them. That is true. So, Including today. Yeah, it never ends. So he, you know, maybe possibly fairly assumes it's Team Rocket up to no good, and the police are chasing them, but instead of Team Rocket, he turns around and sees this most obvious-looking thief ever. It's this guy with a giant sack on his back, and he has a gun in his hand. A real live gun. Yeah, those aren't rubber bullets. No. And Misty aptly points out that he looks like a thief to me, because of this entire getup that he has on. And Ash tells Pikachu to jump in there and fight this guy with his gun. And Pikachu, Pikachu does, get shot! Go, go for it, yeah. you got it. Pikachu does not want to do this, and I do not blame Pikachu at all, which I have... Okay, so when I was watching this, I... Well, I guess Pikachu has seen guns before. Yeah. So they know what guns are, they know what they do. Yeah, that is a good point. But basically, Officer Je- So they, they interfere, and Officer Jenny runs up... She sicks the Growlithe on the guy, he drops his gun, and Pikachu finally jumps in and gives him a shock, and then Officer Jenny gets mad and basically says, what the hell are you doing? You're interfering with a police operation. Immediately right off, we get a different approach from Jenny, because Jenny, the Jennies we met before this were perfectly okay with the twerps jumping into action and taking control of the situation, so right away we get a different vibe from this Jenny, that maybe she is going to take charge and be of value counterpoint jenny's okay when the troops intervene <laughs> with actual crime going on when it's a practice session with her boss presumably watching her jenny does not find that to be okay yeah if the twerps are doing her job for her that's okay but in this case but not not during a pre-planned scenario oh, training session yes plus in this scenario someone else is still actually handling the problem besides jenny because you know we'll see the growlers are actually taking control of the situation Yes. So basically Jenny's like, this thief guy is an undercover officer and we're doing this training thing. So you should. So basically she invites them back to this police headquarters, which this police complex is giant. It's like this giant state of the art facility in the middle of the woods. Where are we? Do we know where we're at? I don't know. (laughs) We're on our way to Cinnabar Island. At least we know that much. Is there a gym there? Okay, I know we bring this up all the time, but are we? Where are we? I just don't know where we're at. Yes, yeah, Cinnabar Island has a gym. Okay, we're at like the police headquarters of the region, I guess. Regardless, it's this giant police headquarters. They have like a state-of-the-art kitchen. They have a giant like training facility, obstacle course, all this stuff. So they go back to the police station. Officer Jenny gives them lunch, and Ash basically has this bright idea that he wants Pikachu to train up at the police academy. 
so he can become the best possible Pokemon that he can be and fight armed, dangerous criminals because Ash comes across a lot of armed and dangerous criminals. Well, there's at least one, the Safari Warden. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, to be fair, I was kind of wondering, like, you know, Ash, what in what scenario would you ever find yourself? But then I was like, okay, he does deal with Team Rocket on the daily, which they're incompetent and they don't think to use guns or maybe they don't want to use guns. I don't know. They held guns to Kaiser's head that one time. Oh, yeah, they did. Was that their own guns or was that his gun? I think they stole his gun and it held him hostage with it. But they had their own guns originally. Did they? No, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What we don't know is that Jesse and James are packing heat every episode, and they are able to shoot at at any point. Okay, there we go. So Confirmed. maybe they're they're a lot better than we give them credit for because they eat, they just don't want to actually hurt anyone. There's so many examples of Jesse and James. I mean, they actively root for Ash in certain points. I mean, they're not they're not evil. They're anti heroes. This season's Team Rocket is. Basically, Ash and the twerps, they, well, Jenny wakes him up at 4 a.m. to get up and do this training course, this obstacle course. I guess they do like an army crawl through this like mesh thing. They have to scale this giant wall and they can't do it. Is there something before that where like Ash is surprised that he has to do it too? Oh, yeah. So he's just going to make Pikachu go all this stuff and him not even try to <laughs> get in shape with them. Why is Jenny humoring this? I mean, I know the answer is Jenny is a clown, but... (laughs) (laughs) I guess she wants him to see how difficult it actually is. He just thinks that... She's trying to humble him? Yeah, he thinks everything's going to come easy, that all it takes is a couple little battles here and there, but it's actually hard work. Yeah, teach the youth a lesson. Even though he's been solving the crimes for Jenny for, you know, how many episodes we're in here. But it's still tough work to do that, you know? So, oh, Team Rocket shows up in their Growlithe mobile... Which, I don't even know where they would have gotten this thing, but... And they jump in with their special... They call it esophagus or something. I laughed at that. Yeah, that was pretty good. And it has a Psyduck face on it, which I don't really know why, but... (laughs) And it turns, like Jacob said in the summary, it turns everybody's voices squeaky and high-pitched. Like, they all had some helium... Apparently, the Growlithe are so fucking stupid that even <laughs> though Jenny is standing right in front of her or them, they can't understand her. They don't recognize what's happening. So that was my thought, too. Are they that stupid? Are we going to trust these these animals to solve the crimes going on here? You think we could have chose a better Pokemon than Growlithe that can't even recognize their owner amongst a crowd of seven people? Is that what we're going to do here? These are the people out defending the peace. These Growlithe are dumber than actual dogs. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, all it takes apparently is they trick them with the power of the, her voice because they use this megaphone that can perfectly mimic anybody's voice. They're also wearing Officer Jenny outfits. That was later, I thought. I thought that when they came in, they weren't wearing the outfits. Or do they have oh, them okay. on at the beginning? Didn't like a changing screen appear and they like Yes. Oh they had a sequence of changing clothes and at one point James is like, Oh, those are my pumps. I think they <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the Growlers have a crisis of conscience. They don't know what to do. They're like, Do we listen to Jenny? Do we listen to Team Rocket? Who knows? But then they eventually get commanded to attack and they do. They attack Jenny and then we have this whole montage of like, I guess this one specific Growlithe has this flashback memory of like all the times it was with Officer Jenny and like she trained it and all this stuff. And then I guess it snaps them out of their funk. 
at during this whole point, Jesse does try. So the growlers snap out of their funk. So then she tries it with Ash's voice to try to get Pikachu. But Pikachu's not an imbecile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because as any normal animal with working eyeballs would be able to tell that that's not Ash or Jenny. I was proud of Pikachu in that moment to recognize. I was like, oh, God, please don't be as dumb as these other Growlithe. That was basically it. Did you guys have any other thoughts? I was thinking a lot about smell the whole time. Did they say the esophagus ruined smell as well? Not that I remember. Okay. Because that's how dogs normally identify. Yeah, dogs rely on smell as their primary sense. Mm -hmm. So this plan should not have worked in the first place because they would smell Jenny and know that she's Jenny. I imagine that's what made the Growlithe snap out of its funk in the first place, because it was biting her hand, and then it presumably it had memory flashbacks because it smelled her. Mm-hmm. It tasted her. Smell is linked with memory and all that. So I assume that's what made it snap out of it. I assume that was like the leader of the pack, Growlithe? I don't know. That's what I assume, too, I guess, because I guess they're like piercing each other's eyes, and I guess the Growlithe's getting a good whiff of her hand there, so he's able to recall. You missed one bit that happened during the confrontation, Alex. what I miss? Jigglypuff arrives on the scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I blocked it out. Yeah, they're outside and uh, the lights go dim and a spotlight is on Jigglypuff's head. Jigglypuff sings, Jigglypuff. Then she walks away. Ash compliments Jigglypuff on her song. Then we move forward. That was so bizarre and I don't understand what sort of value that added to anything. <laughs> so I guess I completely <laughs> blocked it out of my mind. Oh, goodness. I totally forgot about that, too. <laughs> See, I wasn't the only one. I was about to ask, like, is Jigglypuff in this episode? Then I was like, no, no, Jigglypuff wasn't in this episode. What am I talking about? Right there. Yeah. Oh, I did write that down. Just as Pikachu. Okay. Oh, so Pikachu jumps in to start fighting the Growlithe because they're attacking. And just as the Pikachu faints from exhaustion, can't go on, and the Growlithe are closing in to rip Pikachu apart, then Jigglypuff flies in and stops the Growlithe from murdering Pikachu. That is when it happened. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. It was, there was too much. So this this whole other point that I wanted to mention was, like you said, Jenny's a clown. She can't do anything right. I'm just wondering, this showcases, this entire episode showcases Jenny's absolute reliance on others. She can't do anything for mm-hmm. herself. All she can do is rely on her Pokemon. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. When those aren't at her disposal anymore, she's like useless. She can't do anything for herself. I'm like... Okay. Were there other officers there this episode, or was it just Jenny? There were. That's the thing. There okay. was two male police officers, which was surprising in and of itself, during the training drill at the beginning. So I don't know where all the other officers at this giant police complex are that they can't jump in and help. <laughs> do, you, do you think they dispatched them all and left Jenny behind because she's so incompetent that they just left her there to work with the growlers? I mean, that is a job, like, training of the canine units. That is a job. Yeah, like, what if they're not going to use the Growlithe? Like, they're not planning on it? Just, they just give her one? I mean, there are canine dogs that fail out of the academy, the police academy. They just gave her, they gave her that one? What they? But she had an entire pack. Or, or, so you're saying all of those were the rejects? Like, she had eight of That's them. That's where my theory falls apart. This is my theory. I think this Jenny is, like, the lead canine training Jenny and that's her full-time job is training the Growlithe and then once the Growlithe graduate from police academy they go and they're assigned to other Jennies. Oh, I was about to go there too. Because we've seen that with Chanseys before mm-hmm. or rather we will see that with Chanseys. So the only officer that needs a Growlithe throughout the whole region is Jenny. 
The Jennies. Yes. Right. Because we're going to see these Growlithes again. Yep. Not these specific ones, but... Somewhere in somewhere in that pack we saw today is going to be joining forces with a Jenny somewhere else. Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> connecting, connecting the dots again. Okay. <laughs> but maybe they did fail out. Maybe this whole incident made all these Growlithes get banned from police work because they're so goddamn stupid. <laughs> okay. So then that goes back to the previous episode. Are we like... Team Rocket, good guys, by exposing all the flaws in these programs that are going on throughout the whole region. The programs such as the canine units yeah. and the Bulbasaur's Garden. Yeah, and some other, and the Pokemon Lovers Club and all that stuff. Mm. Maybe they are nice, they're just bad for good intentions. So, my question is, she has this pack of dogs at her disposal, which are so uselessly stupid, they can't function. But... We've seen that they have other weapons that they could use. There's guns, so I don't know why Jenny didn't just whip out her Glock and arrest Team Rocket. Like, she could have shot him in the kneecaps. I don't know. Or she could have shot the megaphones, at least. <laughs> yeah, she could have shot the megaphone. Anything. Anything at all. She could have shot them in the head. Yeah. And the problem permanently, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe, but you know what? To your earlier point, maybe... Team Rocket are undercover agents and they're working, like Jacob said, to expose the flaws and she can't shoot them because they're actual officers. It's all the drill. Double agents. Oh, at the end. I forgot at the end. Brock does something funny. He takes the megaphone with Jenny's voice setting on it and starts complimenting himself using her voice. Lives out some weird <laughs> fantasy that he's been dreaming of for the past 24 episodes. So Yeah. Thanks for taking my quote. Thank you. Well, it wasn't a quote. I didn't say anything. I just said that okay. he okay. does that. Okay, for the quote, you can still use it, but you have to do Brock's voice with yeah. Jenny's voice as the impersonation. Mm, you've heard my impressions <laughs> many times. <laughs> the other thing that happened was Jigglypuff found one of the microphones. No, the the megaphone. Oh, yeah, the megaphone, that's what I meant. So, could you imagine the chaos and destruction that that thing would be capable of now that it has that in its possession? I wish we saw it, like, with Ash's voice singing its song. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be great. Do you think it would put people to sleep? Good question. <laughs> so, if I had that magic... That would be sold more. We would see that more often. I don't think it actually would work. I think it has to be Jigglypuff, the Pokemon itself, doing... The song, otherwise, it ain't going to put people to sleep. That megaphone is too too powerful of an artifact to be allowed to exist. They should just destroy it. You know what I just realized we should have done? What? We should have said, oh, we're using our megaphones for the for today. So I would have been Jacob. Jacob would be Alex. And Alex <laughs> would be Austin. And we just pretend to be each other because we're using our megaphones. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Everyone, go to your audacity. Let's close it out and we'll just restart. Uh Okay. <laughs> No, we already had one audio mishap. We don't need another. Does uh, anyone else have anything to add for that episode? Or are we ready to move on to our LVP, MVP, and our quotes? I'm ready. Let's move on. All righty. I'm ready. We're ready. All right, Austin, you're going to lead us off, followed by Alex okay. and then Jacob. But that means that, Alex, you're going to go first because you're doing Austin's <laughs> voice. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would, we could that do would that. be so confusing. I don't want, even with three people, that's almost too much. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Um, I'm going to give my MVP to Meowth because when things started going bad at the end for them, he totally drives away, leaving Jesse and James <laughs> right. behind. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> that was mine, too. Oh. Yeah, sorry. That was awesome. All right, my LVP will be... Will you all be mad at me if I take Jenny? For what? For LVP? Yeah, go no, ahead. No, I won't be mad. Okay, then I'm going to take the Growlithes. 
Oh, what? <laughs> you said Jenny, what? <laughs> I'm going to take Officer Jenny's growls instead. Oh, bait and switch. Oh. <laughs> now I am mad. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Forgot about them. Well, for being stupid, dim-witted dogs, they lose for that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sick of Growlithe. Why is Growlithe in every fucking episode? We do see a lot of Growlithe. I know, this is too much Growlithe. Wait. Growly, Growly. Yeah, aside from Growly, James is Growlithe. Laura Laramie had a Growlithe. I don't remember what? that name, but yeah. Oh, the, the ranch girl? Big Pokemon ranch. Yeah, that's not part oh. of the safari. We forgot about her. Well, I guess except for you, Austin, you didn't forget. I don't forget anything. <laughs> except for when I forget things all the time. Okay. My quote will be Brock doing Jenny's voice, and I'll try my best. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Here we go. Brock's so good looking, and he's so talented. I love him so much. Brock's the coolest. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Good. A for effort. I felt a lot of Jenny. That's an F for effort. You got some point. You, see, you're not scared to do the impressions. I won't even try, so... That's because we have an audience of 10 people, so I don't care. Okay. We love you, listeners. Leave us five-star reviews. They appreciate your impressions. I appreciate you, listeners. Shout out to the listeners. Yes, we love you, listeners. Especially loud teenagers who go to the movie theater. Leave us five stars. <laughs> or, video- or football games. Or football games. Um. Okay. Um, All right, I'll go ahead and take the reins here. I'm going to skip over. No, okay, we're just going to skip right on past. <laughs> no, I got no. it. I was trying to go back and see what quotes I wrote down because I don't know. I'm going to need some help, too, because I put in my notes the reason why I chose these people as my MVP and LVP, but I can't remember the scene. Yeah. We'll we'll help you out, Alex, the best we can. Okay, I'm just going to go with the quote when Brock says, when Team Rocket originally shows up in their Growlithe mobile, Brock says, they must be crazy breaking into a school for police canines. Isn't that kind of like saying, please arrest me? Which he's not wrong, so. Brock should know better. Jenny's not going to arrest anyone, except for the twerps, for no reason. That is true. But at some point, I think Jenny calls out, she's like, Growlithe, arrest them! Like, the Growlithe were going to do the arresting. Yeah, it pulls out its handcuffs and checks it on them. Yeah. And so, you know what? In in the same vein, I'm going to give my MVP to Team Rocket for the absolute balls they had to actually do that. They drove the (laughs) Growlithe-mobile straight into a police headquarter complex, so... I have to give them props for that. That was very gutsy of them. And for making that megaphone. Yeah, and what, who, where do they even get that? I don't know. If they made that, then that just shows right there that they have talent aside from being stupid, ineffectual thieves. So they're in the wrong business, just like Backpack Boy from that other episode. Uh, uh, let's see, Austin took the Growlithe as LVP. I'll give it to Ash. Whoa. Ash for LVP. <laughs> Is that okay, really what do that- you do? Is that really that shocking? Well, I'm just... Is it... What did he do? Because he... Told Pikachu to get shot in the face? Yeah, he was a terrible <laughs> trainer. Like, at the be- very beginning, he's like, Pikachu, go jump in and do something against this crazy man with a gun. And then he forces Pikachu into doing this, like, obstacle course thing. And I think, at, like, some other point, Brock is like, well, don't you just appreciate Pikachu as it is? Like, what is the problem here? And he's like, well, yeah, but I want Pikachu to be strong, like the Growlithe. So he was a pretty shit trainer, I think. He's never satisfied. Ash never is. Throwing Pikachu into danger, getting <laughs> Take the bullet for me there, Pikachu. Basically. I'll cover you up from some birds, but a bullet, you're on your own, buddy. Good luck, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> so, okay. 
I'm going to do a little bit of what uh, Alex did the previous one where the character says a good quote and that makes them my MVP. So I will say I feel like at the beginning here we do get a little bit of good Jenny. All right, and th- I think this might be the first time she's ever our MVP. Oh, wow. I've given her MVP before. Oh, you have? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Jenny gives Ash some advice, and she says, Ash, a master will never be respected. If he asks his Pokemon to do something, he would never do. I was like, yeah, Jenny, yeah. Actually showing some wisdom there. She's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. I mean, her actions don't say the same thing. She's a bit of a hypocrite, but for that little advice, I did have her as my MVP. And then my LVP, I'm going to do the twerps as a whole here. Oh, we've never done that. If we allow it. Can we allow it? We allow it. Okay. We, we pick Team Rocket as a unit all the time. Okay, okay. We'll do all the twerps as a whole here. And the reason is, I think when Team Rocket burst in and they put the gas out, they try to, like, Jenny, or not Jenny, Misty, Brock, and Ash try to get their Pokemon out, but they left them in the room instead of bringing it out with them in the courtyards. And because of that, there's nobody else there to battle, so it's basically just all hell breaks loose. So for the trainers... For getting their Pokemon, that makes them the LVP for me. That did happen this episode, right? I'm not... Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was so stupid, too. Why would they ever do that? That's what I was anyway. thinking, too. But my question besides that was, like, would the gas seep through the Pokeball? That's what I wanted to see. Like, hmm. how enclosed is the Pokeball? Would they have gotten there and thrown them out and... Pokeball mechanics. Pokeball mechanics. You never, never know. I think they're airtight and watertight because we've we've talked about this before but we've had pokeballs stay underwater for extended length of time they don't like drown in there so who knows but then well i don't know because then we had an episode the other week where was it oh it was golem where when they were doing the bicycle gang battle and he recalled golem who was like on fire and then the pokeball was also on fire yeah so i don't know i just wanted more like insight and how that actually works I think it's just whatever the the writer's whims are that particular day, yeah, if it makes sense, it does. Whoever has the pen that day decides, <laughs> that's right. Changes. Uh, all right, any more thoughts or observations for that episode? I think we pretty much covered it from head to toe. Oh, I did have one thing I, I also noted. We got a real-life animal reference in this episode again. Eh? When they all their voices got changed into squeaky and high-pitched. Oh, Meowth says, we sound like chipmunks or something. He says something about chipmunks, and I was like, oh. One of the chipmunks. He's referencing Alvin and the chipmunks. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yep, I didn't catch that. That's a yeah. good point. That was one of my quotes I wrote down. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was the Pikachu. When Pikachu's voice was even higher pitched than normal, it was absolutely adorable. <laughs> that should have been the norm. Yeah, just have a super high pitched squeaky all the time. Hey, what, they would have sold more. Then, you know, with the $33 billion that worth, could have been hit, hitting higher. Yep. Mm-hmm. Austin, any more thoughts, or are you good to go? Um, I'm currently looking up how much money the Pokemon franchise has, uh, has made. Hold on, before you announce it, let's take a guess. I say I say we're looking at, like, God, probably like $10 billion. Uh, I'm going to say $25 billion. Oh, y'all. Is, are we way billion. off? Is it like $50 billion? <laughs> $95 billion. No, oh, we should have said oh, 100 my Wait a minute, are we, are, I'm talking about like when this episode aired, was my guess. Oh, I, no, I'm not when this episode aired. <laughs> Wait, is the 100 billion of all time, like as of now? or Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, they, Wikipedia breaks it down. Licensed merchandise, 64.1 billion. So is that the majority? Yeah, that's like two-thirds of it. Video games, 17 billion. Card game, 10 billion. Whoa. 
Box Office, $1.7 billion. <laughs> That's still pretty impressive. Manga, $1.46 billion. Wow, okay. You know, I just realized how stupid I just sounded there, because I was like, is that the majority? And you said it was over half, so of course it's the majority. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> uh, math, math, math. Ah, uh, math. <laughs> it's only going to get more, too, because they like doing... It's not going to go down. They're not gonna have lose, oh. have lost money. They already gained. You know what? Actually, uh, you remember how we were talking up, talking about there being like a Pokemon theme park? Oh yeah, I that's saw actually that. happening. Yeah, that's we predicted it. They heard our Ooh. thoughts and they heard our thoughts and expressed for wanting it, and they actually decided to open it. Is it gonna be like Jurassic Park, like real life Pokemon? I'm assuming it's part of Nintendo World. I think it's Universal. Yeah, which is in Universal. Yeah, I think they found like mosquitoes that had like Pokemon DNA in it, and they're gonna. <laughs> open them back up you, you never know what if one day in the future they did oh That'd be what wild. kind of fossil is this yeah why are you looking at me crazy because you're all talking stupid look they already genetically modify plants and fruits and vegetables and shit is it really that far-fetched to think that maybe some time in the far future they start splicing chimeras you know making chimeras and putting shit together and i don't know there's nothing wrong with being a dreamer, Austin. It might cost $95 billion to make a Pikachu. Well, apparently they got it, so it ain't going to be they a problem. They got the money. <laughs> they need to invest in the right stuff here. That's wild. I mean, they've they've made more revenue than, like, entire governments and nations, like, many times over. It's just mind-boggling. I don't know. Goodbye. Just think, just think a company that large is almost up to scale with the richest man in the world. Just almost. They've almost caught up with one person. I'm assuming the profits made over the course of 20 years with many, many, many different companies involved. Well, yeah, this one, the one guy I'm talking about did it all with one in a short amount of You're time. Talking about, talking about Mr. Mr. Musk? Musk, Bezos, all of them. They've all done it all with just, well, Be- Musk has like multiple companies, but uh, we've been on that rabbit hole before. <laughs> so. I mean, that's also a good point. You've got these crazy ego maniacs running around with unlimited money. They could also you know, on a whim, just decide to start making <laughs> creatures and doing all kinds of crazy oh shit. Gosh. Who knows? Musk would be the one to do that. Elon Musk yeah, would be would. the one to do that. That would be his thing. Yep. I saw a vi- speaking of, this is completely off topic, but since we're talking about Elon Musk now, I saw a, a little video on the internet and some reporter asked him about his kid, the one with the weird name. I don't even know how you even say the name, honestly. But they're like, how's little so-and-so? And And Elon Musk was like, I'm sorry, who? What? (laughs) He didn't even know. It took him a minute. I was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Well, you know uh, who's taking the front there with the baby? Uh, Who? Probably Grimes or the nanny, I guess. Isn't the baby with Grimes? Yeah, but the baby doesn't know how to call her mama because she never taught it how to say mama. No, I'm referencing the fact that he's never seen his child. (laughs) Grimes is too busy taking photo shoots with the Communist Manifesto on the streets. These people are so out of touch with reality, it's absurd. Grimes, we know you're listening. Yep. Come on as a guest. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, tell us how you really pronounce your kid's name, because I still don't know. E- Elon, we don't want you. We don't want you on the podcast, Elon. You can stay away. <laughs> Unless you'd like to fund it, that would be okay. Unless you're going to smoke pot during the podcast, we don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'll cut all this out. I'm cutting all this out. No, leave it in. This is raw, unfiltered. God. All right, Austin, do you want to mention the next episodes we're going to be covering? Yeah, we got a trilogy. This is going to be our season finale. 
stay tuned, everyone. This is exciting stuff. It's Pokemon Paparazzi, the ultimate test and the breeding center secret. Oh, I noticed. I noticed there you mentioned three episodes compared to our normal two. That's why I said it's a trilogy of episodes. (laughs) I was reiterating the point there. Oh, yes. There's three episodes. (laughs) They may not know what trilogy means. We got three episodes next week. Yay. Okay. Good for a us. triple feature. You, you don't want to miss it. <laughs> We're going back to where we started. Right. Three episodes. Woo-hoo! You always go back We've to your roots. We've come full circle. This is, this is, yeah, exactly. Back to our roots. Season finale. That's right. What could happen? Anything. Who knows? We may get some helium. Someone may get married. Someone may die. Who knows? Sweeps week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you all have three episodes to look forward to next week. We can't say that enough. <laughs> we also like to say thank you all for Just listening. Just in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Did we mention those three episodes? <laughs> it's two episodes plus one episode. Oh, okay. Okay, I really want to express here. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have oh, any no. questions... No, leave three stars. Jacob, I think everybody stopped listening like 10 minutes ago, but okay. <laughs> if you've made it this far, we love you. What's wrong with you if you've made it this far? <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. I'm not going to say it once. Nope, nope, fuck. Outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. Say it three times. That's outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. That's three times for you. And we also have a Twitter. Our handle is out of drying pan, out of drying pan, out of drying pan. That is our handle. I said it three times. And be sure to join us next week for three episodes as the journey continues. Oh goodness, do we stop now or are we all good? Oh <laughs> done. Okay.